She's a former public school teacher turned stay-at-home mom. He's a talk show host who's made a career covering politics from afar. Now, Christine Stegall and her husband Chris have chosen a new path forward for their child in Christian education. Join them as they explore and experience this important alternative in education for the first time. Welcome to Making the Leap. And we've really tried to uh, instill that, that prayer time that, hey, if there's anything that you want to pray for, if we need to stop and do that, uh, we're going to take the time to do that, whether it's, whether it's us as a staff leading them in prayer, but also the students, you know, leading prayer as well. And so that has been amazing to see and just God work in the, the, the hearts of these kids. Welcome back into another episode of Making the Leap. We're so glad to have you with us today. We are really, really looking forward to follow our up. guest today. We've got our update. first follow-up, right? It's I don't an know. update show. I like our little first that we, you know, that we keep bringing to you. So this one, um, really, right now, I think we were just, we're just seeing so much in terms of growth with different um, opportunities, options that are existing within the public school or within the private school sector. Um, so we've seen, we've talked about pod schools, we've talked about homeschool, we've talked about Christian school, private school, classical Christian, all these different options that keep coming our way for everything. Um, last year, we spoke with a couple, Amy and Matt Barnard, and they were starting, they were just about to launch, start a um, school called Refine KC. And we have them then, had talked with them in our old studio. Now we've got our new studio, have them with us today. And we're so glad to have you both with us. Thanks for having Good us. Good to see you both. Yeah. This is exciting for us because uh, we talked about it in concept and you guys mm -hmm. were just getting ready to make this move. Now you've done it. Now you have some weeks and months under your belt. Uh, as we record this, you're on spring break, we found out. <laughs> so uh, what are we now? How many months since we last talked? What are we talking about from actual start of school to now? Um, it's probably been probably, what, about seven months? Seven months. Oh, that's so perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so uh, that's enough time to tell us what you know and what you still have to learn about starting a brand new Christian school. <laughs> Wherever you want to start. It has... Uh, it's been so worth it. It's been great to see God work in it. Uh, it's been a lot of work. I bet it has. I Just the work piece itself, I can't even fathom. I mean, we're partly, you know, being here at Herzog, we see all the different boot camps that come through. And I don't know how familiar, familiar you are with Herzog and what they do, but we see, I, in fact, I was just speaking um, earlier with one of the um, board members, and he said last year they did about 20 of these different boot camps. This year they're pushing 50 um, that they have planned, which is amazing. And that to me says it is an expanding, exploding um, arena in and so which with, to dive into. Yeah, and so with that in mind, what people need to know is, you know, going in eyes wide open, you know, the realities right. and it's the work. challenges and the things right. that you didn't see coming. So with seven months in, you said it's been a lot of work. Let's let's start <laughs> with work. Let's yeah. be honest yeah. and talk about maybe some of the things you either have run into that you knew were coming or you didn't see. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's basically it's 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 a brand new ministry, and so mm -hmm. we have entered the mission field. So we have learned to drop a lot of things personally. You know, having a guaranteed paycheck on my end. That's um, now Amy's the breadwinner. I guess you you could say. Wow. Uh, to let things go like, you know, insurance from public school 
Um, you as, were a school well. teacher. Just was in public school for 28 years. And I remember in our episode, which was on June 3rd, so for anybody that was interested that wants to go back and pull that, I think that actually gives a lot of good background. Um, you actually didn't really retire, per se. You just left, which is right. not a small thing. I know when we've talked with other teachers as well, that's, that is a, not only just a huge pay cut, um, if you're going to enter something else, you know, another form of education like you are, um, but just to drop it entirely, that's big so that not to interrupt yeah. you but i just wanted to just a little background for somebody that didn't know that that that's that's you didn't just retire and take your your pension right. you know the retirement you're <laughs> you're done right that's hard so i think um i think for us you know we, we see it as a ministry and a mission um but also you know it's we're starting our own business basically so whether we're writing article articles of incorporation writing bylaws um creating all the handbooks for um, students, staff, whatever. And then, you know, figuring out all the other things like, okay, what curriculum are you, are you gonna use? Who are you gonna have on staff? And then, you know, bringing in, we've prayed a lot for, the, for God to bring us, you know, the families to come, mm -hmm. having a location. And so just so many things have went into it, but, and we've had to be very, very obedient to God and be very patient. Amy and I are both, we are planners and we've really had to let the planning things of life just go. It's just like, okay, how are you going to use this? Um, and, and you know, what, what do we need to be doing? But I think in both of our roles, um, we've seen God equip us in things that we've done in the past to get ready for this. Can we talk about numbers, Amy? Um, when you start a school, I, I know anybody whose heart is in it, and who's prayerfully entering into it, you want the best. You hope it'll explode. We've talked with some who have immediate interest, and there's dozens of families, and we've talked with some that can't find double digits. And sometimes that can be scary unto itself when you're starting a new project like this. Will the people come? What do you say about that? What do you have uh, to show for it numbers-wise for you yourselves? Well, I think any time that you're following God's calling, you are reminded that you have to be humbled a lot. So God doesn't typically burst out in numbers. That's not how God works. And we were like, oh, yeah, God, we know you. We, we know these things. Um, you know, we expected it to really explode. And then we learned that we weren't ready for it to really explode. And we've, looking back, been able to see how God had prepared us for what he had given us. And that was it in that moment. So we started with 15 students. Okay. We still have all of those 15 students and more. We have more students enrolled for next year, but it's a slow, it's not just an explosion. In June, you knew when you started in June, you knew you had 15 or nope. not at that point? You didn't know <laughs> no, if you had any. Right. No. So from, I mean, we had our own son. <laughs> so, so, so you had one. Now it's grown to 15 and you say you really, if you're to be honest with yourselves, what, I don't want to put words in your mouth. You're yeah. saying that's about all you really needed. Um, yeah, I think that we weren't equipped or prepared for, you know, starting a huge school. We have been equipped as we needed to be equipped, and God has clearly brought specific families to our school in his timing. So it's been really beautiful, but also hard when you're, you're you know that numbers equal income. Mm -hmm. So Well, and I think it's uh, that it's a cliche, right? Like the Garth Brooks song, The Unanswered Prayers, right? Mm -hmm. you, you want it. You think you know what you want, but really, who knows oh, what we need absolutely. and what we want? Yes. <laughs> really, if we don't know that we do. Exactly. So I think that's a really 
really key piece, not just for school starting, really, but for life. <laughs> well, it's, you know? I would imagine it's like anything. When you start something, you, you know, you hang out the shingle, you open the door, you turn on the open right. sign, and you wait, wait for the people. <laughs> right. That's right. And, and whatever the business is, I, sometimes that doesn't happen right away. Mm-hmm. But and, what and a you great be okay way to, with that. Yes. Right. I was going to say, what a great way to approach it, though, that you, maybe, I'm sure, I can't even imagine the worry and the fear that probably you know, started and then you had to kind of battle that with prayer, obviously, but just in retrospect to know, oh no, that was, it was okay. (laughs) So then let's be honest about this with folks that are thinking they have it on their heart to start something like this. And now they've heard this (laughs) and they think, oh, (laughs) maybe not. You would say what? You know, for us, we know that God called us to do this. So we were to the point where if we said no, we were being disobedient and we were not, we would be just completely restless. So we wow. didn't have an option. Like if you know for sure that you know that God is, God is calling you to do this, you don't have a choice. It's it's not necessarily fun when God calls you into places. It's sure. not easy. So right. I would say if he's calling you, you have to be obedient, but it's not going to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I, it's, it's been... I mean, a lot of late nights. It's, you know, I get to school at 7 in the morning, and then I'm still working on things till about 10 o'clock every night. But, but I will say this. Our students have grown so much, just not academically. But when you have, when you have students that, that say right before you're ready to start class and say, hey, you know, can we take a moment and can we pray for my friend? Her grandma just passed away unexpectedly wow. where our kids are in prayer not for the things that they need, but for the things that other people around them need. And we've really tried to uh, instill that, that prayer time that, hey, if there's anything that you want to pray for, if we need to stop and do that, uh, we're going to take the time to do that, whether it's, whether it's us as a staff leading them mm-hmm. in prayer, but also the students you know, leading prayer as well. And so that has been amazing to see and, and just God work in the, the, the hearts of these kids. That's amazing. And your enrollment, you said, was 15 to start. To yeah. start. And you've grown since then. Mm-hmm. And you're growing for next year, mm-hmm. um, which has to bring its own set of challenges, not just managerially, you know, in terms yep. of staffing, and, but other in other ways, I'm sure. Um, can you talk a little bit about some of those? Because I think, you know, it's really... I, I am all like the heartwarming part is just knowing those kids know they're in a Christ centered place that they believe it. And they, but there's, but there's more to student growth and more to some of the culture changes or the culture growth and things like that. I just wondered if you could speak to that a little bit, either one of you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, we are so fortunate to have, uh, we have two other full-time staff. Um, and then, a uh, Amanda Zaring who her and her husband have come alongside with us, from day one, she is there mm-hmm. half time as as well, and, and and I will say this: from the first day in August to now, it looks very different with what we're doing mm-hmm. too. And so, when Amy talked about you know being small in number to start, you know we've been able to make changes because we've we've been on the smaller side. Um, but I think too is because we are pre K all the way through twelfth grade. You know, we started the year with ages ranging from seven years old to 16 years old so in terms of managing that with a small staff but a very wide range of ages (laughs) it's very very challenging to schedule everybody in terms of their time to make it fit but it did fit really really well this year 
Um, and, and we do look like a, you know, a little bit of a one-room schoolhouse sometimes, yes. too, right. uh, where I am teaching. So I'm teaching math from first grade all the way through Algebra 2. At the same time? Different times. <laughs> different okay. times. But, but I've <laughs> okay. learned to manage, like, you know, from, uh, like, I will take our uh, lower elementary kids and I will work with them, those students for 45 minutes, but I can manage that where, you know, I, I can do something all together with those, those students and then I can have, I can split that group up into two groups. And, and uh, so just those things as far as, you know, it's different than, than public school where right. some years I would have, you know, classes of 25 to 30. And so you're managing that one big class doing pretty much all the same thing. Mm -hmm. Where here, you know, I'm managing, managing a smaller group of students who might be doing multiple things at the same time frame. Well, so, what, a, what a cool blessing, though, that you have those background, those skills, the education skills, because that is, that is a hallmark, I think, of a good teacher who can say, we need to do this, we need to do this, and we need to do this, and how are we going to make that work mm -hmm. and put those moving pieces together? That's a lot. What does that staff look like, then? So it's you teaching something like math. Who, who else on staff? So, so I, teach, I teach math. I also teach middle school and... Um, or middle school and high school science. Okay. And then we have another staff uh, person. She teaches uh, all the elementary except for um, the math. And then we have another staff person. He teaches our Bible classes. And then he teaches he teaches PE as well. And then uh, Amanda, who we talked about before, she is there half time. She teaches the secondary uh, English and history classes as well. And wow. your age ranges again. You had said at one point it was early like pre-k to 16 years of age so it's 7 to 16 right or, now oh, seven. Okay. Right we now. will have pre-k next year you okay okay uh and the these individuals these students are broken into groups or sometimes taught all at the same time a little bit of both our secondary students we mainly keep those students together in kind of like your traditional classes mm -hmm. math looks different because we really try to personalize that at the secondary level. Our elementary students, we try to break those students up into uh, kind of a lower elementary, upper elementary. So, um, so they, they stay in classes for part of their day altogether, but we do break them down kind of based on where they're at. I mean, sure. talk, talk to me about a scenario where you'd have a 16 year old student and a, I don't know, a fifth grader, or a sixth grader. Is there a I think probably most traditional setting-minded people like me would think, how do you talk to a 16-year-old and a 8, 9, 10-year-old about a subject in the same room at the same time? Yeah, so we, 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 don't, we don't really have that happen at Refined KC. It's mainly, you know, there's, there's a lot of times we've got our, our secondary students, which would be, our seventh graders up to like our okay. 16 year olds. Okay. So, okay. so, but there are times where all of our kids interact. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we will go out and do some things like we have, we're fortunate enough to have a ball field. So we will go out and do some things together as a school. And so, but we really have seen all of our students and our, our students would tell you from the first day, they'd go, Oh, I don't know if I was, going to be like friends with you it's like <laughs> and so but they are like outside of school they are the, the they're good friends mm -hmm. um they actually talk to each other at lunch we when they come in the door 
technology is all gone, phones are away. Mm -hmm. So they actually sit at lunch and talk and in classes they talk, which is what a novel idea. Cause <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that in public school. It's like right. kids would get out their phones. It's like, guys, you can talk or, you, have, you know, right. the traditional pass notes like we might've done when <laughs> right. we were in school too. Um, but you know, it's, so it's really been good to see our kids, kids build the relationships, not only from, you know, the seventh graders to 16 year olds, but across the board. I well. was remembering Christine and I, when we were first talking about putting our daughter in a Christian school, it was a startup school. Right. And I think they were ten talking kids. about 10 kids. 10. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you, we were sitting there looking at them and looking at each other like, we're going to put our daughter, <laughs> take her from hundreds and hundreds of kids with stabs of teachers and throw her in a brand new startup thing with 10 kids of varying ages and a couple of people. It seemed really wild. I mean, it really did seem like a right. total leap. And we were we yeah. were going to do it until we moved. Right. Oh, and we would have done it. And I we kind of talk now like, well, that, that would have been really, really great for that circumstance. Or, mm -hmm. but it really would have been hard when she was going to come home from school and see all her friends doing the same thing. You know, we, mm -hmm. we know that there were going to be challenges. The, the, my point in saying that is the buy-in has to be from the families. It has to be there from the whole group. The families right? had yeah. to buy in, right? You can't, it's yeah. not like you... You can't twist someone's arm to want to do this. Right. That's why for us it really is working because God has clearly prepared these families for this time at this school. And our families are amazing. And I mean, I think they've all seen their students grow so much in the, the seven months that we've had them that it's just they're on board 100%. What do you need? We're here. Is so. word of mouth now going to be critical in the way you grow? Are these families going to become sort of acolytes of yours. I think that's probably the biggest. I mean, what do you want to know? I want to know what someone personally experienced. I don't want to read about it on mm -hmm. a website. So mm -hmm. I think that's our biggest key. That's amazing. Do you have opportunities for parents to do any kind of teaching or volunteering or, you know, what is your makeup with your parents and your families when they come in? Yeah, we, I mean, we've put it out there. It's like, hey, if you're a parent and if you want to come in and volunteer, um, we have one parent who comes in as, as much as she's able to uh, and takes some of our, our younger students and we'll spend, you know, hour, hour and a half sometimes on Thursdays and just have kids read to her. That's and awesome. so she can, she can help with that. We've also done different things, events during the year, and we've had every student has had a parent there at, at those events and that's so that's amazing 100%. right that's yep. not a <laughs> yeah not always typical <laughs> that's incredible wow. i just i think that's are there things fun. you didn't see coming yeah. are there things now seven months in that you just didn't see that uh, you know those people who have to decide whether or not there's school the next day because of snow <laughs> <laughs> they are underappreciated <laughs> yeah i've i've had a few times this year it's been and i've set my alarm for 4 30 in the morning yeah. i'm going should we? Shouldn't we? <laughs> you get to make the call because we're—I know I never thought I would would do yeah, that. That's and like I, a small detail that you oh, just hard. Yeah, and and it's harder too because our families are—I mean, our families are really spread out, mm -hmm. and so that makes it harder too. It's like, okay, how's it on the Kansas side? You know, since oh, we're in Kansas gosh. City, and how's it up north? You know, fifteen miles right. or east fifteen. Well, miles, and this last so. one was a doozy. Yeah. That was a yes, tough little was. one. And, no one was happy, That's no right. matter what, no matter what you picked. This <laughs> is, it's very interesting you bring up geography because there are two uh -huh. things on my mind that I'm thinking about as a parent. Um, the finances and the geography. Um, it's something that we hear about all the time. Um, I don't have a school close to me or, oh my gosh, it's a fortune. 
what do you say about those two things to prospective families? Um, as far as finances, we have a great uh, third-party system. It's called Benefac, and it's a little time-intensive. You have to plug in all of your you, – you do your tax return and plug in all of your financial details. But it comes back with a solid number of what you really can pay per month for all of your students. And then we have a finance assistance committee, and they meet with you, and they say, does this really work for you? And generally, it's pretty spot on, and then it's a go, and you pay what you can afford for us. So you don't pay That's interesting. full tuition if you can't afford full tuition, okay. because we'd want it to be affordable for everyone. So. And you have a, you like you said, you have a finance committee. So mm -hmm. you do, so that's something, too, that I, I'm sure you see it a lot, too. I see it on social media. People automatically assume they can't afford it, and they don't actually go in and we did the really same. do the work, yeah. right, yep. and just say can I or can I not, or do I need to cut something? Yep. Or I haven't even asked them what their tuition is. Yeah. I just assume I hear the word private or whatever, this and they stop. This is so stop. important. No, I, I'd never heard this, what you just described mm -hmm. before. I have heard it once, and it was, well, it was with the um, organization that I volunteered with back in Pennsylvania. They had the same thing, but oh, that I, was, okay. well, it was I've never heard. based completely on um, like socioeconomic status, so, so it was a little bit different. You do have a flat, I mean, you have a, a rate, if you will, yep. mm -hmm. that you would ask that people pay, but if right. they say, look, I just can't make that flat rate that you've made as a standard, then mm -hmm. I can apply for yep. aid or, or pay what I can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we'll try to try to work it out as best as we are able to. And that yeah. is something, I just don't think there's a full understanding from people, I, I did not. I mean, I didn't realize really until we started that, you know, if I, if I worked at the school, tuition would change. I know we talked with one, um, I think after you guys, where you know they said, we'll figure out tuition if you can come be here two days a week mm -hmm. and help out. You know, that there, there are, there's so much more flexibility, not just in the classroom, mm -hmm. but within the tuition arrangement, within the fees pay. And I, I don't know, I just think that's something that is not very, it's not, I don't know why it's not being made clear because I feel like I sometimes beat my head against a wall saying just, make a phone call and, and ask first. Yeah. But um, I, I think maybe there's a little bit of fear there or there's a little hesitation or maybe they're just not fully ready to make mm -hmm. that jump so mm -hmm. they blame it on the tuition costs. I don't know, but I think there's there's more in that for yeah. sure. We love to ask the same questions because it comes up all the time and that is activities <laughs> and sports, activities <laughs> and sports, activities and sports. Um, I think we probably addressed it back in June when we talked. It's yeah. always the thing when people leave a traditional school setting Mm -hmm. What about school sports teams? What about activities? You guys are a school of 15. You can't possibly have any of that stuff. <laughs> no, not yep. yet. But, you know, the things that, that we do, you know, we, we do a weekly chapel service. So, mm -hmm. so we have some students who are really, really involved, you know, our son being one of them, uh, in preparing for that every week. So we are developing, you know, the next generation of worship leaders in the mm -hmm. church as well, which has been, been great. We have a volunteer from our home church who comes in and he does... Um, some applied science type things with them on, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So, but yeah, we're not quite to the point where we're ready for the extracurricular things yet. But and you it's know, like, well, that's in God's time too. But I also think too, what you just said, like you've got, you know, your son developing the worship leader, like those are, I don't, I don't want to step on people's toes. I don't no, want to say, I know. I know what I you want to say. I, <laughs> I will say those are skills that are just as valid as skills learned on a sports field. And I think sometimes they're underrated. You and mean I, most kids aren't going to become professional athletes? 
Well, they might that's not. What you, that's <laughs> what you want to say. Just say it. That's what you want to say. But I, I really commend you for, for bringing that up because, well, I saw it a couple weeks ago at um, a banquet that our daughter was part of. And, you know, that sports program at that school has grown immensely, but it started, it was non-existent. And you, and you don't necessarily have to have one you don't have to have a sports program to still mm-hmm. be a successful school there are well, clearly also, we know if, there's a thousand if, options if for that's sports. that important there are certainly right. outside right ways to kid for exactly. kids to go Absolutely. find that too right but, but our, our kids right. during PE they play a mean game of ultimate <laughs> frisbee I'm telling you so <laughs> they, they, they are very yes. competitive in, in just yes. small in numbers do right you now have to, it's yeah. funny because I remember when we were having the conversation with this startup school mm-hmm. a lot of parents who thought okay I'll, ha- I'll go to the informational meeting and you could just tell in the tone of some of the questions like well do you have an orchestra <laughs> yeah. like, no we're two people and you know a room like no yes. we don't have an orchestra yeah. like you have to kind of manage expectations I would guess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. None of those people actually applied. <laughs> we had a lot of those people. <laughs> Gotta work that out. <laughs> well, and I want to come back to the geography piece. I know we mm-hmm. kind of, we started there, kind of went to the sports and the geography. So one thing that we always laugh at, you know, our daughter's getting a little older, so you know, the the nights out are, you know, they're not horribly late, but we're we live more rural. Her mm-hmm. friends probably live further south, you know, and mm-hmm. so it's kind of that Oh my gosh, like I love that they're hanging out. I am not in love with driving late, you know, and we but we've kind of accepted this is you give something up to get something, right? I would much rather her be hanging out with those friends, with the like-minded families in the, you know, and if it means I make a 35-minute drive, that's what I'm going to do or that's you know, if it means we're up late or don't wait up cuz I'll be home, that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um what are some other I guess, components of that geography piece that maybe people aren't thinking of besides a snow day or hanging out. Are there other, do you have a wide variety of families coming then from all over? You must, if you're looking at road conditions for snowstorms, like you've got it. We do. I mean, we have parents who are 15 minutes away. We have parents who are 40 minutes away. And so really, so you do have a 40 minute. That's interesting. Yeah, we do. So how do people 40 minutes away find out about you online? How do they find you? And and I, and I'm not. Uh, this is not a knock, and they shouldn't yeah. be come to you. But um, it's interesting when we hear from certain people that say, "Well, I, Refine KC sounds great, but it's too far away for me." Sometimes we discuss, "Well, could you start your own Refine KC?" Would you say that, or is it better to drive the forty minutes to join with people like you that have already kind of gone through the fire? <laughs> Does that make sense? I think it depends on what you're called to do in that. Like, if you really feel like you're called to do that in your community, then do that. But as far as how they found us, I think a lot of them found out through word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And most of our people who are actually families in our school right now are not people who came to our meetings that we held learning about the school. They're literally like God was like, here you go. That's a oh family that should be in the school. Right. And that's. And when you say a family that should be in the school, what do you mean by that? For somebody that is listening, it's like, what does that mean exactly? Well, one, the family that's not looking for all of the sports programs, because even though, I mean, our son is a 16-year-old boy. He would love it if we had, mm-hmm. you know, sports programs. He's very athletic as mm-hmm. well as musical. But um, we just, the bells and whistles are not something that a family <laughs> is going to get in our school. They're going to get a lot of 
solid teaching, a lot of personalized learning. Um, critical thinking is something that I just can't say enough about. Mm-hmm. Our son has learned how to really become a critical thinker mm-hmm. from a biblical worldview, and that matters so much more to me than any right. of those bells and whistles. And a lot of back to the basics as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I think that that's what I was, that's what I thought yeah. you were probably going to yeah. say. And I think that's, that is something that I, we've talked about this, that I think it's really important that families drill down on mm-hmm. what they need. You, you mm-hmm. guys weren't even in existence when we were here trying to figure out like, where's she going to go? You know? Yeah. And I think, had you been, might've been a different decision. Like yeah. there's, you know, so I think it's great that there's yeah. these options now that are yeah. out there because, I, but I do think families need to really in prayer, in conversation mm-hmm. with each other, being together on board, figure out what we want. Because you're, like I said earlier, you're always going to give something up to get something. And we, you yeah. have to know that could, going in. Could you have made your son do this if he didn't want to do it? Was there buy-in from him? Could you have forced uh, him and said, we're doing this, whether you like it or not? We kind of did do that, did. <laughs> actually. Yeah. And was he ticked at you? And how's it gone? I mean, give me some of the highs and lows. A 16-year-old boy leaving what he knows and doing this is a yeah. wildly different he has grown a ton. Um, is it exactly what he envisioned his high school career to mm-hmm. look like? Not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, would he change it? Some days, maybe. But he definitely wasn't fully on board. We made this decision for him as his parents, as we needed to do. When he was 14, we pulled him out homeschool that Well, I was year. just going to say, you had already kind yeah. of said, like, we're changing this and yeah. you're going to homeschool Was he first. mad at you for that? Um, yes, very mad at us for okay. that. Then okay. then school started, Refine Casey's started, and he it didn't meet his expectations because he's right. a teenage boy. Yeah. Right. And he's like, Can we just go back to homeschooling? And I'm like, wait, wait, <laughs> Which wait. Which is interesting. Let's remember how much you didn't want to do that. So I think he's just grown a ton and he realizes why we've done what we've done and his relationship with the Lord has just soared. So mm-hmm. I, it's not perfect. No. Every day is not easy. But you do something really hard at a time when most just don't. And I'll be honest, we've said this before, and we've talked about this with our older sons, 16 and 17, now 17, 18. We just decided, eh, let them finish. It was our daughter that we pulled, but not the boys. We didn't didn't want to fight. And we had our own justifications, right or wrong. I think we we regret a little bit Yeah, we just didn't want to fight. I mean, and I'm talking to two people who decided, (laughs) okay, this is worth fighting. We're going to have a fight. Um, I don't know. And we commend that, yeah. There are a lot of people that think, well, maybe I'm just too late. Mm -hmm. We did. That's what we thought. But you you don't subscribe to that, obviously. No. No. I mean, gosh, we wish we'd done it with our daughter who is older. I mean... I don't think it's ever, you're ever too late to learn what really matters in the world over mm-hmm. what doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's completely fair, and it is. I mean, we we really wrestle sometimes. I mean, this doesn't need to be a therapy session, but we, you know, we do talk about this and the guilt and like kind of having to find a place to let that go because we're but we're doing something different. But it's the numbers where, where Christian education is exploding are with young kids because it's right. easier with the little kids when you start talking about teenagers. Forget it. They've got their own minds made up, and they fight like cats and dogs. Well, that and is mules. one thing that we we do hear a lot from our daughter, right? We're, yeah, right. we're seeing yeah. elementary level um, kids just exploding in Christian schools. We mm-hmm. were just at one yeah. the other day for a fundraiser. Yeah. They, they're busting at the seams <laughs> with the elementary, yeah. yeah, with just a handful of high schoolers. So yeah. uh, that's where I think a lot is kids our kids' age, fourteen through 18, seventeen, yeah. eighteen. Mm-hmm. 
Those are the ones where right now you got to make a really tough choice. Do we make a hard pivot after most most of your life has been in public school? You guys made that decision. Well, and and he even said the other day, I mean, you know, we see it. He's in a safe learning environment, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. all the time. But he even told me the other day when, when we were doing math, he goes, you know, I really feel very equipped with what I'm learning now. And so, wow. you know, I I think Amy's right. He's really grown as a critical thinker, and just all of our students, you know, the questions that they that they ask in class, you know, you know, teaching her science, and it's like we can approach things from a, a, a biblical worldview, mm-hmm. and you know, we can take a look at you know scripture and tie it all together, which is not something they could. No, ever do. Yes. I think our son, as well as I can think of a handful of other students, our son was never, he never identified as a good student before. He just kind of, I, I don't like school. I'm excited mm-hmm. for summer, you know, yeah. partly because that was cool. But <laughs> now he identifies as a good student. Like he is excellent at what he does each day. And the confidence level that that presents is amazing. And the so. leadership that he's taken on it's mm-hmm. just yep. there's there's been times where you know we because we've got two two buildings where we're at right now so he'll come over to the one building with some of the other staff before school and he'll see something that's dirty and he's gotten a vacuum out bef- you know wow. before because we clean everything mm-hmm. a lot of times ourselves too along with the church also but you know, he'll get out of the vacuum and he'll just like, hey, this is dirty and I'll take care of it. So, wow. so and he's not the only one that's that's done that as well. Does he also understand this is kind of a family business to a degree? If you want to, I mean, I know that's not the way you look at it. It's a ministry, but I mean, it is also your income. Does he, is there a buy-in there that this is like, this is a family venture now? I, I don't know. Somewhat, I would say, don't you? Yeah, I mean, we don't think of it as a business, but I don't know. You know, he's a 16-year-old boy. <laughs> oh, no, I do. Totally, I do. I just that vacuum but, but, story, because I can't get yeah. my kid to pick up but a vacuum. He, <laughs> well, he doesn't do that at home unless he's asked. Yeah. <laughs> but he does. He has taken buy-in. And, you know, there's also some beauty in the fact that we're really small right now because, like, you have prayer groups, mm-hmm. and you have multi-age prayer groups. So mm-hmm. there's elementary and secondary in each prayer group, right? Right. And so... These younger kids really, like, our son has become a leader in so many ways, not only because he leads worship, but these kids look up to him, so that kind of makes him want to be better, and that's Mm -hmm. a good thing. Mm -hmm. It really is. I just, I love hearing, uh, well, the realness of it. I mean, the the positive, the growth, the... um, The doubt, I'm sure, The benefit, but there's, I like, yeah. Right, yeah. there has to be. Let's forecast. Where do you now, have seven months in, and you know we'll be finishing up a, a year before you know it? Forecast out now. What are what are realistic projections? Where do you see Refine KC in five years, ten years, fifteen, twenty years? Have you gone that far out, or are you just day by day? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, kind of kind of day day by day yeah. a little bit, to be honest with you. Oh, I think a lot of Christian schools in year two double. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a very statistically mm-hmm. Um, statistical fact if I can get that word spit out Um, so I don't ever see Refined KC being huge but that's not up to us that's up to God I'm sure Mm -hmm. you know a lot of Christian schools have started very very small and grown to Mm -hmm. you know 500 1000 and so if that's what God wants then you know that's what we'll do but I I really it's been so great to get to know our students and to see them grow Mm -hmm. 
on a personal level, but also be able to interact with our families as well. Yeah. And I think for us, we don't ever want to lose just like being able to have a conversation mm -hmm. with both of you. You know, sure. we don't want to lose that personalization with the students, with the families, because there's been times it's like, you know, family struggles, like, okay, how can we pray for you? Uh, or there's a family illness. How can we pray for you? What can we do, you know, to help you, right. you know? Did so. you never, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but did you never see this school being, or, or you just didn't really assign it any expectation? You never saw it being huge? You saw it being a certain size? Or did you, ever, you just didn't really have a vision that way? I guess, I guess for me, what God put on my heart is that, you know, we, we, want, we want to have a personal relationship with Christ. And so I think from a public school standpoint, I've taught in schools that where we graduated 25 students a year to 600 students a year. Okay. And so my first six years when I taught in a rural district in, in Nebraska, you know, I had those same students sometimes seventh grade, eighth grade, all the way through 12th grade. Mm -hmm. And so you could build that personal connection with your kids right. and you could build that personal connection um, with the families too. So I just really feel that, that that's important um, because our kids are getting lost yeah. and they need um, not only other like-minded students, but they need strong adults in their lives and they need people that, you know, can help them grow, whether it's for a year or maybe for six years or maybe for 13 years. So what I think wow. I hear you say, and it's an interesting point that I hadn't considered before, yeah. maybe everybody starts a school and thinks, boy, I want this thing to get as big as my local public high school. <laughs> but maybe that's not the way to think about it. Or at least you're saying you'd rather there be, I don't know, 20 refined KCs in the immediate area, each servicing a smaller group of students. Yeah. Is that the better way in your view? I mean, we would love for every student seeking a Christian education or every family, because parents make those decisions, to have one available to them. But, yeah. mm -hmm. And so if that means 20 refined cases, that's so much better than one who can only serve with so many. Right now, we're in a church that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Not our, not even our church, a church that's amazing that's come alongside us. But if we grow too much, we're, we're going to be... You right, know, you outgrow like your space, and then, then you have a whole new set of problems. Yes. Right. which is... Definitely something yeah. that is on our radar and, and not out of the question. Um, but, you know, it's just more more things to pray about. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. We don't know. We've definitely, like, instead of grasping this so tightly and planning so so diligently, had to just really open it all up and say, all right, yeah. God, whatever you've got, because we know that his way is the way it's going to. That's a huge, yeah. that, I think that's a that's a big piece of just mm -hmm. this whole process in general. Whether you're choosing leap. to homeschool, yeah. it is a leap. Like whether mm -hmm. you're going to homeschool, whether you're going to pod school, whether you're going to mm -hmm. set it all aside and take ten kids in your home, or whether you're going to go find a church to partner with. Yeah. And I think that's that's really what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, I come from the world of you know in broadcasting and in, in marketing, we're always selling. You know, and you're trying to sell <laughs> seats, and you're trying to sell tickets, and you're trying to sell products, and you want the you know volume, 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 volume. You can't. Maybe not. Maybe this is not the way to think about Christian education. We really, I mean, our staff, we really care and we really love our students. Yeah. And so, and, but, you know, we're, we're with them all day. And again, we've seen them grow in so many ways, you know, from reading to math to just to see their hearts grow uh, as well. It's just been so, so wonderful to see. Um, so, yeah, I just, it just goes back to the, 
you know, like I said before, the one room schoolhouse mentality, mm-hmm. you know, this, you know, you look at old videos and, and, you know, my mom went to country school through <laughs> eighth grade and my, I, both my grandmas teach, you know, up the hill at a one room, run, one room schoolhouse. And I think back to how well those families, you know, it's kind of rural America too, but mm-hmm. those families were connected, not just in school, but that was their community. Sure. And so that's something I think when you're smaller, like, like we are, you know, we're, we're a community of, well, of, of people. I think that idea though, it sells itself a little bit yeah. too. You know, there are, like you said, you're going to have the families that are looking for that, that are going to want that. And that's, I think that's the, that's the piece of it. That's important. So for people that listen to this story and are, I've asked, this before, I always like to ask people that have been through it now, I want to start a school. Um, we've interviewed another couple who's, who, he's a pastor, mm-hmm. so he's mm-hmm. kind of planting a church and opening a school in that church, a little different than mm-hmm. you guys right. who had an idea and found a facility, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so for the kind of the non-traditional maybe church leader who wants to start a school, that that's, I don't want to say it's easier, it's hard work, of mm-hmm. course, but that seems maybe a little um, more template specific. I have a church, let's start a school in this church. You guys had an idea to start a Christian school and you had to go find it and, and start it and find a facility. So what would you say to somebody who has that on their heart? What do they need to know? I mean, besides you know, feeling the call and you know, making that leap mm-hmm. and in faith, but what are the, kind of the semantic things that someone ought to know? And finding a location specifically? Or, or just kind of the idea of, I think the I concept. should start a Christian school in my community. What, what does that mean? Do people always understand what that might mean? <laughs> you know, one of the first questions that we were asked um, at one of our big meetings, I, we had a meeting where I think 60 people showed up. And, mm. you know, we obviously don't have that many families. <laughs> and a lot of those were the questions we talked about earlier. But um, they asked us what makes Refine KC different or better than any other option that we have. And at that point, we were kind of like, huh, we don't really know. No clue. (laughs) But now we can clearly say that personalized learning is our niche. That is where we are. We don't we don't do seventh grade. We do. Where is Joey? Like, is he reading at a second grade level and his Mm -hmm. math is at a sixth grade level? Then that's Joey. And let's move him forward to his personal best. Um, So I think personalized learning is is our niche. And I think that was something that we weren't prepared to answer. but you want to think about it? I guess, are people too idealistic about it? I mean, there's sometimes people that, you know, just like any other thing, I'm going to start a bakery. Oh, I didn't really count on having to get up at one in the morning. You know, there's just stuff that I think people don't always think through. They have a heart for it. Their heart's in the right spot, but maybe they're not always, you know, thinking about what this means. I, I think I, I think with when we were looking for a location and we, we when we sent letters out to churches, uh, that we thought, hey, this this might work for us. Um, it's a good location. They have, you know, an adequate facility to get started. You know, God will bring the people to come alongside you, and that has been very, very true with the church that we're in. Uh, their church was looking to use their facility more, and so um, I, I think we've seen that not just in our families, but just in all the things that that we've needed. You know. We needed somebody to come along and help us write our 501c3, and we we got help with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was stressing in August, going, "Okay, I've never done P 
payroll taxes and things uh-huh. like that before right. like FICA and things like that. What does that look like? Well, we found a company that they were booked till January and they said, hey, we're going to fit you guys in. Oh, so wow. there's just a lot of things where God's really been at work through this that, you know, if God's put it on anybody's heart to do it, you know, pray about it. And, you know, his plan is greater than ours. And so we've changed a lot, I think, over the course of, you know, seven months, obviously, <laughs> from what it looks like day one to now. Sure. But I'd encourage them. And then the other thing is, I think, go visit or go talk to people. You know, we've talked to a few people that have started Christian schools or who are maybe a year or two ahead of us as well and talked and said, okay, what's your journey been like? You know, mm-hmm. every every school startup is different. Right. Um, you know, there's, there's things like Herzog does that, you know, puts things together that are good tools to use. But in the grand scheme of things, every school is going to look different in terms of, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether it's location or the ages that you're, you're serving. Um, but, but if God's in it, you know, mm-hmm. God will provide just out of the time that we might always want. <laughs> sure. Uh, right. Amen. But you just, about that you just have to be patient. <laughs> So if somebody was interested, so if a family's come along, they're interested, where are, how can they go about reaching you? Where, where do they, you know, go online? Is it Facebook? Is it phone number? How do they reach you? Uh, so we have a website. It's refinekcschool.com. Okay. And then we also have Facebook and Instagram. We spend zero money on marketing, so that's what we use for <laughs> all of our marketing. Um, and we have a phone number on our website as well. They, they can call us. And you're probably enrolling right now, I would assume, mm-hmm. or getting ready to start enrolling for next yep. year as well. Enrollment is open for yeah. next year. Okay, And awesome. we'll, we'll stay open likely until the day school starts. <laughs> so, yeah. Good. This is our first Good. interview with somebody who's decided to start yep. a school. Mm-hmm. And now we're, yep. what's, what's so cool is to now get to watch and follow along maybe we'll check in in another seven months or a year <laughs> and see what god has done yeah, this has been be really great. exciting mm-hmm. to see really so, grateful i mean to you it too. started from a conversation where you weren't really sure to say do you feel do you feel better seven months later than our first conversation um i think we're more tired now <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we were super excited then and we're not not excited but we have gone through a lot of hard work we, since reality then. like we, there's a reality i'm sure yeah, right we have learned a we have learned a ton yeah. We really, really have. That's but amazing. But it's been so worth it. So I love it. Congratulations. Well, I really appreciate well, you guys you. coming on. Yep. Well, thank Thanks you for, for having us. us. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks. Isn't it so great to talk? I, I just think it is so fun to see it in action. As we recorded this, I was just blown away that it's been seven months. It's fun to talk to people who, when we talked to them seven months ago, they had no idea how this was going to go, and now they're seven months in, and they're tired. But uh, it's work well done that they're proud mm-hmm. of and they have total faith that God's going to provide and make a make a way that and it very... I think they they alluded to it they didn't flat out say it like this but I would say probably grow their faith in a way I know you and I even talking about this and kind of where the direction where it's going to go and what we're going to do it, it is a it is where you are leaning more into what God is asking you to do and and be bold with it that's that's what they were doing which I think is yeah I saw a um, important let me see if I can find it quickly because I literally just saw this today and I loved it. It popped up in my own feed and uh, I think it was, now I'm not going to be able to find it because it just <laughs> it just popped into my head as you and I were talking here. Well, it's, you know, I, I don't know. 
I just I really love like it and we laugh like but I really would like to bring back like I'd love to bring you know Glen Haven bring them back in a year and just talk with them bring you know Refine KC back we've talked with other schools as well and I'd love to have that piece of where are you at what's working what's not because it is encouraging to the people around us um not just starting a school but in maybe making that transition to a to a small school to a pod school to whatever it is yep. i think that would be awesome. no doubt about it i it was something about uh maybe it's uh i i'm gonna screw it up but it was really really um it was profound to me it was basically that it uh maybe maybe oh yeah here it is i'll be darned i did find <laughs> it i told you i'd find it hang with me maybe your path is harder because your calling is higher Maybe your path is harder because your calling is higher. Um, you just feel like, uh, gosh, this is a lot of work. Right. And I don't know that it's paying off. But and we're I, in a culture that would say, well, I think or actually we have a culture that would do one of two things. They would say, hustle, hustle, hustle harder until you get it. Or go find your happiness. Go do, you know, forget the hard and go do yeah. what's easier. And I. What they're doing is hard. Gosh, I can it's you imagine? hard and I would imagine it could get kind of dispiriting. Well, and just when, when he said like, you know, there are like Amy's salary now is is what they're primarily you know what they're using or he didn't say that but I you know I kind of gathered from they have a lot of they have other people to pay they have other bills to pay now and they have to rely on on her one solo income that's that is that's just a hard thing to do as a family as a couple and yep. to take that leap that you know that that leap that risk that's a that's a deal. I'm I'm really glad that we were able to speak with them and well, just kind of do that. Always ask people to submit any kind of thoughts yeah. that you have. Uh, give your reviews at Apple iTunes or send us emails. And you can do that by the way if you reach out to our addresses. Yeah. So our email address is hello at makingtheleappodcast dot com. You got a couple. I do. So we have had a few, and I these did come in a little um, a little bit ago. But we always try to make sure that we're um, spacing things out. So. I, you know, not ignoring the people that send them. But this one was interesting because it is something that we have talked a lot about. Um, it said, hello, I'm a huge Chris Stigall fan. So someone that oh. obviously found us through well, your podcast. I'm and already all shows. ears then. I love it. <laughs> they said, I've been listening um, for many years. I appreciate you guys starting this podcast because it seems hard to find information information on this subject. My son has an IEP and is struggling to learn in school. I am desperately looking for other options in my area. I would love to find a local pod school in Abington, Pennsylvania. Are there resources in Abington? How can I find them? Um, paying for the school is a bit of an issue for us. And it kind of, you know, talked a little bit about, well, we talked a little bit about this today, about just knowing that there will be some financial issues for people, finding the resources. That's, I mean, that's specific, going out to Abington, well, the first but. thing, you know, here's what we learned in this show and, and what I hope, you know, if you're listening, I would say. Um, and that was from Brian. Brian, please yes. ask. I mean, Always. Make sure. Yes. If there is a school that's interesting to you, uh, please ask them. At least go in and say, hey, you know, I, I don't know. I've seen what your rates are. I don't know if I can make it work. Is there an option for me? Have the conversation. There's no pride in that. Um, but this is a subject that I think we've pledged to do future shows on. And I don't have an answer that's no. adequate. I don't know if you do. That is kids with special needs. I hear yeah. this one a lot, and I, I shame on us for not getting the show done yet. We should. What about Christian schools or private schools for kids with special needs? What do we know about that? Do and we how? Much? Well, and how to? Well, it, again, I think a lot of it boils down to, um, like they mentioned earlier, 
you have to pay a staff. If you want to have somebody on your staff that can um, navigate the world of IEPs, you have you have to pay them. So I think for schools that are, um, I, I think there are a lot of parents that want to find schools, but they don't have a, a person on staff that can work with an IEP because that does take a specially trained certified person to do so i yes it is something i actually am working on um and it's it is not an easy thing do they I, not exist they do i actually our school just posted um they are looking for a special ed uh, teacher they're looking for someone to kind of direct special ed services but it does open up another whole um, avenue that you have to staff you have to um, train you have to support and well, that is a lot I would ask if there's anybody listening to this podcast who's in that space now yeah. if you know of a school or you yourself are part of an IEP program or a special uh, needs program in a Christian or private school setting we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to have you on to discuss how you're getting that done I will confess that sounds like a major hole in the Christian education I do I think sphere. it is 100 percent I actually think um well, what we spoke with a woman, uh, Stephanie Smith, she has a, I want to make sure I say it correctly. She does a podcast called Key Three Educators, and her goal is to help support teachers in the realm of Christian education. I think there are other people like her, and I am in the process of trying to find them, but I absolutely think you know, I could go back and get certified, recertified in my own area. I could add on special education and if I were to then apply somewhere and go get hired, you I think you run the risk when you have one teacher on board, depending on the size of your school. That is a lot to take on. And I think, again, becomes very specific. And okay. so it's, it's tough. Well, then it's what tough. we're going to do is pledge to, that's going to be our new commitment, is to try to figure <laughs> out how to do a show on on kids. Special that, ed, uh, it is. What it does is, IEP stand for? Um, individualized Education Plan. Okay, so that could mean a lot, though. It could. Which is the issue? It can really cover that means a whole sometimes bunch. Physical disabilities that could be means physical, could be emotional. intellectual. Right, could be a whole bunch of different realms. And then you have something else called a five hundred four, which uh, maybe the student doesn't quite qualify for an IEP, but they do need some special modifications made. So within the world of special education, it is a lot to unpack. So okay, you've got a lot so happening. The, well, I can hear people say, "Well, then, see, this is why public schools exist, and this is what public <laughs> schools can do, and this is what well, private schools can't do." You and see? this is actually well, a comment that? that I did get from somebody that messaged me and said, because we were talking a while, probably about a month ago, we were talking and said, you know, a lot of people do picks their schools based on the sports program or you know those kinds of things. And she actually messaged me, and she's very, you know, polite about it. But she said we flat out picked it because of the services that our child needed, and mm -hmm. we stayed because of that because it wasn't an option anywhere else. And they specifically Fair. moved to an area for a school within a school district because they knew some of the other schools weren't doing as good what of a job. What about larger established Catholic schools? Do they have IEPs? Mm -hmm. I think they have students with IEPs. I'm okay. again, I don't know because I think yeah. it is. Um, it is a wide open um, field in which to dive into. So it is. We'll do more on this. We're, we're not experts on it, at. obviously. We're, no. we're showing that we but don't. Abby, know, but you know, looking specific, in specific areas, I, I really you just have to just start searching. Yes, and please don't let cost be no. a thing. Just don't. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, if I could myth bust anything about uh, this notion of private education for your kid, I, this this idea that it's unaffordable and it's unachievable because of the money, so I'm just not going to bother. That don't. 
Please don't do that. I Look also think it. there are avenues in certain states, depending, again, depending on what your state has. Um, for in Missouri, for example, when, with these with the ESAs that we have, families can use that money to pay for services and then pay the tuition to go to a school. So if their school doesn't have services provided, that is one avenue that is a way to kind of tweak the numbers a little bit. Yeah. So that's an, those are those are I'd pieces of it. I'd be pretty amazed if there's a Christian school out there that would say to you if you called them, hey, I I see what your tuition rates are. I would love to attend. I don't know that we can swing it. I'd, I'd be amazed if there's a Christian school that said, sorry, tough luck. Right. No. I can't imagine. I would hope not. Yeah, or at least have the conversation. Yeah. And then we had an email from David, and he said, and this is kind of what we actually were just talking about, I just listened to your discussion where you talked about the reasons that parents choose public education. This made me laugh. Your hypothesis that people choose public education because of sports is flawed. Uh, I chose public education for my kids because of the wide variety of choices in public education. Um, and I, I think he actually was maybe talking about private education versus public, but he said, one of my kids was able to attend a vocational school to learn skills for a career in early childhood education. Another one was in special ed. And a third kid was able to take classes in engineering. The variety is the reason we chose public education over private education. So mm -hmm. he was saying like, you're wrong. Like, they don't just stay for sports. They stay for a variety of reasons. Yeah. I'm um, pretty sure if I go back and listen to that show, I said it's not universally true. No, correct. I, I, and I think, yes. Yeah, so I just wanted to, but read that. And I, and we all, as always, we appreciate the feedback because sure. there, he's right. There's a lot of different reasons people stay. But when we are talking about why don't they make that initial leap or check, I, I do think it comes down yeah. to just a few main reasons, but of course there could always yeah, like, be Yeah, like, I mean, if, you're, if your kid knows he wants to be a pastry chef, I'll readily confess the Christian school down the street may not be the best place nope. for your kid to become a pastry chef. But do you know chef, what? There are the some schools. I know we have an option that just started at where our daughter attends. A, a parent comes in and she's teaching horticulture a couple times, you know, mm -hmm. to some students. Like, I think, and kind of what the Barners were saying, too, like, they have option. You can bring people in. Yeah to do certain specific things. So it's just interesting. But as always, we appreciate the people reaching oh, out, sure. sending us the information, sending us questions. Um, you can always find us, like I said, at hello at makingtheleappodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Making the Leap Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at making underscore the underscore leap podcast. And anytime you download an episode, anytime you take a listen, as always, we appreciate those five-star reviews. Um, leave us a comment that always helps us as well and gives us some good yep. some good branching off points and to talk about. And we also just found out that we're coming up on a year anniversary yes, soon. One year quick. of doing Making the Leap. Pretty quick. Thanks it's to crazy. your support for uh, being able to continue to do this. It's only because you listen and download it and refer other people to it that we can continue to do it for almost a year now. Amazing, right? When you think so, about the time. Thanks for downloading and subscribing and we will see you next time right here. Making the Leap is a podcast presentation courtesy of the Herzog Foundation. Please rate and comment on the show as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode. And we'll see you next time on Making the Leap.